Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The FT. On the cover of the latest Harvard Business Review, it says in huge letters, the new rules of competition. Underneath are three bullet points, highlighted in yellow for extra urgency. Be paranoid. Disrupt yourself. Go to war for talent. I looked at the title and turned to the piece inside, written by three big names from McKinsey. At first I felt merely weary, but then irritation took over. Ever since I started following these things, over 20 years ago, People have been claiming that the world is getting ever more competitive. And for most of that time, they've been peddling these same three new rules for dealing with it. If any of them were right, their lack of originality might not matter. Only they're not. All are wrong. Tip number one, be paranoid, has been around since 1998, when Andy Grove wrote Only the Paranoid Survive. It was a great title for a book, but is a dangerously rotten principle. I have the misfortune of knowing someone who suffers from a paranoid personality disorder. He's delusional, touchy, untrusting, and has weird, grandiose ideas about himself. Such traits are unattractive and difficult to deal with in a human being, but in a company, they're almost certain to end in bankruptcy. Possibly I'm being too literal, All that's meant by saying companies should be paranoid is that they should keep an eye on the competition. That's fair enough, but it's too obvious to be worth saying. There's never been a time when it was not a good idea to check up on your rivals every now and then. The next tip is to disrupt yourself. When I was a child, disruption was something everyone agreed was bad. Lucy can be disruptive in class was not a good report to take home to your parents. Since Clayton Christensen coined the phrase disruptive technologies in a 1995 article, disrupting has been taken to be axiomatically good. Now anyone hearing the word automatically starts thinking about Uber and then gets very excited indeed. Disrupt or be disrupted is the cliché of the moment and no one dares question it. No one apart from Jill Lepore in her brilliant New Yorker essay last year. There's nothing magic about disruption, she points out. A lot of disruptive ideas are a disaster, and a lot of companies that are successful have not disrupted anything at all. Disruption does not predict the future or explain the past. All it does is make everyone quite breathless. But the platitude that upsets me the most is the idea that we should go to war for talent. It's nearly 20 years since McKinsey renamed people talent and went to war for them. Since then, the whole world has followed. Human resources barely exist anymore. Wherever you look, it's talent. The first thing wrong with the word is that it's a lie. Most people are not talented. They're average. Yet companies routinely refer to even their dumbest workers in this disingenuous way. Walmart has opened a talent centre in Dallas to train people how to push carts and stock shelves. 
Far from making everyone feel good about themselves, talent dehumanizes in the same way as resources did, only at least the latter did so blatantly. Third, at least to British ears, it has the drawback of sounding vaguely indecent, as in a check-out-the-talent sort of way. Yet the worst thing about it is that it leads to some shockingly dreary and inapt metaphors. Everywhere are talent pipelines and talent pools with their unfortunate respective implications that if you turn on a tap, people will come gushing out or that there are lots of smart people swimming around in a stagnant pond. But as a metaphor, the war for talent takes the biscuit. The big thing about a war is that there's always an enemy, but in this case, there appears not to be. Instead of going to war for talent... I am declaring war on talent instead. My enemy is everyone who uses this term, and my weapons are sarcasm and rationality. I can think at once of two terrific words that would do instead, both of which are in need of rehabilitation. The first is staff. This is so terribly out of fashion that on Amazon I could find no management volumes with the word in the title. The only book was... The Downton Abbey Rules for Household Staff, which may well be a marvellous publication, but was not quite what I was after. For anyone who thinks staff sounds a bit fusty, I have an even better word. Worker. This has lots of things going for it. It's accurate, it's clear, and it's honourable. Best of all, it discourages cheesy metaphors and rules. A worker pipeline, worker pool... Or a war for workers, anyone? My new rule of competition goes like this. Hire competent workers and look after them. My old rule of competition was exactly the same. If you enjoyed listening to this, you might like to try our Hard Currency podcast presented by me, Roger Blitz, the FT's Currencies Correspondent. Each week, I discuss the main talking points in the markets with experts in the field. You can find our latest show at ft.com slash podcasts every Thursday. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com.